I've seen people who just put out music and don't even really know what BMI is, right? Or ASCAP or nothing like that. Like they don't, they don't, they don't rock with none of that. But then I've seen people who are so focused on all of the technicals and got to get my paperwork right, man, that they don't push their shit. I know an artist who he went on this trip because he was listening to some people on, on YouTube and I told him to turn that shit off because it was distracting him because he was listening to some people that were saying that like you got to have certain equipment because that equipment will encode metadata into the sound waves and then that metadata will help you in the algorithms on Spotify and shit. You got to record on high quality equipment in order to get the metadata right because it's low quality stuff won't imprint the metadata and everything like that and I'm like yo you're getting way lost in the fucking sauce that's not necessary trademark your fucking name put your bmi and ass cap up make sure you get solid beats from people that aren't just like jacking shit and you know you don't have any copyright infringement off of it and stuff and then just push the fuck out of your shit and have a good marketing structure where you got video elements you don't just have one piece of promotional content that you're sitting there just pushing out every couple of days and dagging people and putting in groups and all kinds of shit like that like be diverse with all your fucking media content that you're putting out there to promote yourself his craft is on point like this dude is no joke on the mic but when it comes to like the business side sometimes he gets hung up on the technical shit and doesn't focus on the practical shit What's up, y'all? Harkos here with the Music Making Sense Podcast, and with me as always is the one, the only, the Dapper Dan Mohawk Man with the plan, KP. How the hell are you doing? That man, he knows how to do it. Exactly. Got your white dinner jacket on now, or is that? <laughs> this is actually is the, uh, this was, this is the, uh, this is the linen jacket, man. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what fucking. Well, it's like it's, it's more for some, things. It's more for. I, I hear like a bomber jacket, and I think, oh, that's what fucking airplane pilots fly. You know, like. And <laughs> well, then, that like, is I true. Dinner, they do. Yeah. Okay. And I hear dinner jacket. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know. You're the, the dinner jacket that, is the one. It's my black one, the camouflage black one. That's the that's mm. the dinner jacket. So that's more like for formal outings and weddings and things like that. But this mm. one is more like this was more for for like warm weather. It's just, you know, I'm chilling in the crib today, and I was like, well, I just want to throw on a nice, throw nice on, light yeah. jacket that yeah, you know, I and can you've wear. actually, yeah, and I've actually seen you wear that one in a couple of the videos that you posted with, yeah. like when you drumming and shit like that or whatever, when you get all fucking mohawked out and shit. So yeah, it's I love yeah. the jacket. It's not, it feels nice too, and it's really cool to play. Actually, like loose to play my drums in and shit so it's like yeah. dude i i can i can rock this jacket a little bit more of a signature style you know <laughs> bro if, if if you on 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 multiple levels if you saw my wardrobe you would probably fucking scream and that's no just i wouldn't no i wouldn't honestly no bro and i'm being real with you like because i understand i'm a man Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I get it. Right, but, but you're just, a fashion dude, you know what I'm right, saying? You're but, hell about uh, your fashion and all that shit. Well, I'm more of a style guy. Like, it's more to right, me like... Well, because no, there is a difference between fashion and style. Because a lot of dudes, they go more for fashion, like ones who like to wear... And I know niggas about to get upset with me, but the guys who really like into Jordans and stuff, see, that's more fashion. Yeah, they got like the whole Nike, they got the whole Jordan fit. Yeah, like, The whole fucking thing, yeah. top to bottom. Right yeah, now. see, me, it's more nah, style. Me, I like, got... I just got like a, it's like a, it's just like a long sleeve shirt. It's blank. 
You yeah, but saying? see, your just... style could go. But see, but you could go more with us. But with, if I bet you, if I went through your wardrobe, I bet you I'd be like, oh, just all we need to do, right? Because there's just I, certain yeah, things. Yeah, I just you got have. jeans, t-shirts, and long sleeve shirts and hoodies. Okay, and, and, and you know what? Most of, and stuff like that, you could just style with accessories because a lot of ladies do like simple. When, with men, they like us to be, especially heterosexual men, they like y'all to be <laughs> simple. Right? right? No, and I'm serious, guys. Straight up, y'all. They like y'all to be you, heterosexual. To my heterosexual bros out there, y'all, ladies, y'all, ladies like y'all to be simple. Okay? Simple they don't want clean. y'all to be, yeah, just simple and clean, right? And you can add a couple accessories. Like, like if you're going out, like if you decide you want to rock your a long sleeve black shirt, right? Mm. With some with some black pants, with some nice black slacks, right? You could throw some nice boots on, like some nice Chelsea, black Chelsea boots on, and a mm. jacket like this, a white jacket over it, or one of your favorite colors that go well with your skin tone, right? Right. Those are the well, type white, of things. White goes best with my skin tone because, you know, I'm a cracker, but besides that. Shut up. No, actually, with your skin tone. No, right. with no your black skin tone, actually does better. <laughs> well, black, well, it depends. Now, I would add for you, you can add a lot. You can add some color. Like, you could get away with more like the, um, I would definitely not go with pink or white, like pure white with you. Right. I would go more, I could go, you could go with a dark denim. You could go with, you could go with some green, right? Hmm. You could go with those type of colors, especially if you're adding them in with the layer of black. If you're going well, with that monocratic my, and break it and to yeah. break it up, even like uh, well, like brown. Like brown would go really well with you too. I've never uh so my wardrobe looks like a GD lives here because it's all black, white, and uh blue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's all my shit is. That's so funny. I grew up here in the Midwest. I hung out I hung oh, yeah. out with GDs growing up yeah. and shit. But um but no, like so for me, like I got this, you know, I got this uh this uh, you know, this, this is like a long sleep shirt you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh got a couple of those and, uh, myself my camera's still here yeah okay yeah so i got this like this long sleeve shirt you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i got like an undershirt underneath it and then i got like the blue jeans it's like some just like regular that's like buckle blue jeans you know what i'm saying right and then i actually got uh, man's these, checking out his wardrobe brooks <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh those are nice these. Okay, now yeah. with jeans, now I would now I would kind of discourage rocking jeans with with sneaks. If you're gonna do that, like with those, shit looks you're gonna clean, go. With, I think, man. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I get where you're mm. coming from, but those would look with Brooks. They would look better with like joggers. And I'm just saying that because just the way they look, because they are running shoes. They're dope, but they are running shoes that have a little bit more of a flash. Not taking away anything, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, like, but, nah, like, but like even, like... That. You know what I'm saying? Like... Well, see, I can't... It's hard usually, to see... Because... Usually, it goes, usually it goes past the break, but I'm, like, trying to stand up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can go with also casual, like, a good a good pair of, like, um, pants to go with good with running shoes. Also, like, a chinos and, um, like, casual pants. They, like, they sell them, like, um, I know Joseph Abode and... Um, and Kenneth Cole sells them. Like, right. you, because if you rock, like, for you, because you like to be in that style, I'm really, seriously, man, <laughs> yeah. Kenneth Cole would be dope for you. Well, because of the way like, it pans, I just got, because you I like just to rock those, sneakers. 
Yeah, you know, I because you rock sneakers, sneakers like yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah. you rock the sneakers that you rock, like you rock those running mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah, Kenneth Cole would be really cool for you. Hmm. Yeah, maybe normally, at like, yeah, well, for those of y'all just tuning in, welcome to Style Making Sense Podcast. <laughs> <the> music <laughs> Making Sense Podcast. But, but, uh, I got but, something um, to say about that too, just because we're, <laughs> since we're speaking on that, because we're talking about uh-huh. if, we're, if we're looking at visual, we're looking at the artist's visual identity. Right. Yeah. No. See. I see. Well. So there you go. Music making sense. But no. Like. I just got those. Um. Those Brooks. Like. I like. I like shoes that are predominantly white. Mm-hmm. However. Like. I always fuck them up. Like. Quick. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I get them dirty. Like immediately. Shit like that. So. So normally I'll rock with like dark blues or blacks. Like. I used to have like a. A pair of like black and blue DCs. Like mm-hmm. for real, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I I grew up hanging out with GDs, but like I dress like a motherfucker too. Cause black, white, and blue—that's like mainly what I wear. I got like well, uh, two and it's like, and two is cold there. So yeah, those colors would be more appropriate. Yeah, for where well, you no, are. Like, I used to wear raining. like white tees and yeah. Well, like in the early in the early two thousands and stuff, I used to rock white tees and shit like that. You know, some with logos on it, some you know just blank white tees, but mm-hmm. like. Oh, Dude, you, you miss you. Wh- yeah, I'm gonna say you miss one. Ma- you miss your mouth one time at dinner, dude. That tea's done. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, <laughs> <With a> white <laughs> tea. So true. And so, <laughs> so true. So, so yeah. True. And so like yeah. So then I just I kind of stopped rocking the the whites and uh, that's not a racist, but I kind of stopped, I stopped <laughs> rocking the white teas. <laughs> and and uh, and uh, you still yeah, on that like, rice I, cracker fold right now? <laughs> yo, so I fucking killed. <laughs> I killed for those of y'all listening. So I killed KP because I told him I was like, I was like, hey man, you know. So uh, all right, y'all, Harco's here. I just wanted to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for thirty days for only ten dollars. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there. But I created ten blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account I have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right I go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and I will get right back Back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode you know how like a lot of celebrities they got i should have saved it for the show it would have been a lot better i'm gonna put it like, in a mark i'm gonna put, put it up i'm gonna mark it i'm gonna mark it dude go ahead <laughs> But I was like, yeah, you know how a lot of those uh, celebrities and stuff like that, they have like the celebrity names like Brangelina and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, my girlfriend, she's Filipino, so I told her that our our, so I told her that our 
uh, our, our celebrity and our couple name could be Rice Cracker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was eating a cookie and almost choked on this motherfucker when I said it because he thought I was being dead ass serious there for a second. But like, it is a, it's a joke, but it's, it's funny too because I just no, told my girlfriend that shit I didn't think you were dead too. ass serious. I just thought it was funny as fuck he put together right. Rice Cracker. That was just funny <laughs> as hell, dude. I was, man, I'm telling y'all, I almost, man, I I, I was eating my fucking, I was eating a good, a good ass Oreo fucking lemon, dude. Right? Mm -hmm. One of them good ones. Man, when this motherfucker said that shit, y'all, I'm serious, y'all. I, 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 I almost choked. I had to like just finish eating and swallowing it before I just started busting out laughing. Because yeah. the laugh yeah, was he, there. Yeah. It was in the belly, man. <laughs> like it was yep. there, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I almost got him on that one. Oh, uh, man. But like, but like, oh, I, like, I started it out so, so serious. I'm like, yeah, you know how these, you know, celebrity couples got these names and everything. He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's up? Like, you thought it was going to be like extra serious. And no, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, you know, but yeah, no, that, I, you know, for, for my fashion and stuff, I just keep it simple, man. Like in the summertime, yeah. it's usually like, like I got some, like rock revival shorts and stuff like that you know like the cargo right. shorts and shit like that from buck because I, I like a shopping at buckle so like whatever okay. they got pretty much and so i do like some of I their stuff. Like, i do like a lot of their stuff there i do yeah I and so run. like i, I guess some they of the shorts bag like, wear but fuck yeah them. exactly so i like, <laughs> like blending in you know i gotta yeah. blend in with my fellow white people but so like i <laughs> so i got a couple of pair of like some camo cargo shorts you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i can look extra douchebag and then um i uh yeah i just got like some some different tees and stuff like that that i wear and right then, like half the half the time like i just wear like basketball shorts you know what i'm saying and, like i just fucking keep it chill because i don't really give a fuck about you just I like the lounge you're just such a lounge dresser no, like, I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that but i mean like yeah. i'm not not big on style like back back when i was in the army and shit like that you know like i was hanging around with a lot of different people and so yeah. like you know, I was getting put on to different fashions, different stuff like fashions. That. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So no I had doubt. like a whole Kooji outfit, you know what I'm saying? Not like the, the sweater with the bright colors, but like, right. It was like a, a black button up Kooji, uh, mm -hmm. long sleeve shirt. And I had like a, a white Kooji tee. And then of course it was like the Kooji was velvet on the, on the front of the tee that said Kooji. And then on the back, it had the big Kooji emblem and it was all velvet and shit. And then I had like some black Kooji pants with my black Tims. Dude, that shit was sick. Oh and, yeah, because uh, you were in there. Cause, yeah, you had that. Because you got the short haircut, white boy in the hip hop. Mm -hmm. So yeah, exactly. they just made sure yeah, they well, had you had, looking. Yeah, and, and you I had, had the money to go and buy your little. Yeah, and you had the yeah, money to go my, buy yeah. your little something, something. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, well, when I got back from from Iraq, man, <laughs> that's when I bought it. You know what I'm saying? So I spent a couple hundred on the on the outfit, another hundred dollars on the boots. You know what I'm saying? A couple hundred bucks on the chain. Done deal. Like fucking, let's go. You know, we we'll go out to the that club. Boy was like that done deal. That boy was like this. Exactly. <laughs> I give him that fucking that smolder look. But uh no, and I had like a pellet pellet fit kind of like that as well too. Um and then and I had some Sean John shit and stuff like that. You know, I had stuff like that back in the early two thousands, you know, because that's what you did. And then I'm just like, man, like, you know, why am I spending like three hundred bucks on one outfit? Because you were in the what? army. You know what I'm saying? Well yeah, you were in the I'm, army. Yeah, Cause I did whatever the fuck. Yeah. Once I got out though, I was like, man, like, well, cause that Coogee fit, I had to have it dry cleaned. You know how yeah. much of a pain in the ass that is? Because mm -hmm. it had leather on the pants as well too. Like it had like that yeah. leather fifth pocket. And then like one of the back pockets was leather. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't throw that in the washer and dryer, you know? And then like that whole, the whole, the shirt and everything, there was all velvet and shit. Yeah. 
So yeah, it was pain in the ass, especially living that in the barracks, like trying a, to fucking get that shit taken care of. That nigga was looking like a goddamn dope dealer. That nigga was looking Hell like yeah. he was slanging them things, boy. You looking like he well, was no man. Well, <laughs> well, I was at that time too, but we're not gonna talk. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I started fucking around, flipping some shit back then too, right then. So it's, I was like, dude, when I got so like, like. I didn't really experience like a lot of crazy shit when I was in Iraq, but one of the things that I noticed that I did kind of mm -hmm. go through was that like I became so desensitized to risk and yeah. because, yeah, yeah. yeah you so do. like, like I said, and like I said, I've never fucking shot my gun over there. None of that shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I never got into any of that shit. Never firefights, bombs, nothing like that. Right. But you know, when so like halfway through my tour we got extended mm -hmm. to 15 months and then i got put at another base down in balad and down there like we would get mortar attacks like a couple times a week right Ooh. and normally it would just be like three or four get popped off and then they haul ass because qrf's coming with the blackhawks to fuck them up and shit right oh yeah and and we had like you know the base defense systems and stuff like that you know so like you'd hear like the the machine gun go and it fucking shoot them out of the sky and stuff like that because they had tracking and shit like that. And mm. so it would do good. Like every once in a while, it would actually hit inside the base. But most of the time, it hit like the no man zone type of shit because they couldn't right. aim. They would just pop them off in the direction. Just popping. <laughs> right? They'd oh, pop and gosh. run, right? Right. I mean, because that's, I mean, that's what it was. Like they were poor farmers that got paid from the insurgency, which we all know who backed that. But they got paid from the insurgency to say, hey, Go shoot some mortars and we'll pay you, you know, 50, 100 bucks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, well, yeah. fuck, I got to eat. I don't have no money. We don't have no jobs because, you know, the U.S. came you here and fucked everything up. All that blah, shit, blah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So I get how they're coming from. You know, I don't hold no grudges. But anyway, so like when I was down there, like we would just get mortars so much that would come in mm -hmm. that like after a month of you being there, when the air raid siren goes off, you're supposed to go run to like a shelter and stuff. You don't do that anymore. You just keep yeah. going about your day because, for one, you know they do a pop and run. And for two, you're like, oh, well, they already hit. I'm not dead. Fuck you. I'm going to keep rocking, right? And so you just keep going. There was one time I got yelled at by, like, a captain. He was yelling at me as he was running to the bunker. And I was like, no, nah, I'll be there in a second, sir. And then I just kept walking the other direction, right? Like, stuff like that. So, like, my time there, and then I was doing, like, gate patrols and stuff like that outside the gate and stuff like that. And so, like... Even though I wasn't in a high risk situation, there was still like whenever I was out driving around outside of base, I could run over an ID at any time. I never, never had any situation, but the thought is in there, right? right. So, so after about a month, all of that sh worry turns off. You just yeah, don't give a it fuck. Does. You don't give a right? fuck. Yeah. And so, like, whenever I came back after dealing with that, because I was doing like, we were like 12 hour days, 10 days on, one day off doing that shit, right? And so, like, I just got so desensitized, man. And so then whenever I came back, they had nothing for us to do because I was, my MOS was a mechanic. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, like, I only did a couple months of it before we went to Iraq because then we had like six months of combat and like readiness training and shit like that. So we stopped working on vehicles and started going to combat mode. Right. And then, and then whenever I was over there, we did mechanics for like a month and then civilian contractors took over our job and then they tasked us out to everything else. They literally had my company on three different bases at one point in time, Holy like shit. spread across all of, uh, all of Iraq. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
and, and stuff like that, you know. And so, like, whenever I came back, well, civilian contractors took over our job while we were gone. So we had nothing to do. So we were doing police calls like four or five times a day. For those of y'all who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, police calls is not where you call the cops. It's where you go and you pick up trash in, yeah. in different areas, right? You just go walk around and pick up trash you off the ground. Most of the time it's cigarette butts. And what's funny is, is that like, so, so it's against military regulations to smoke outside of a designated smoking area, like outside of certain areas, right? Well, what people would do is, and it, it was out, and it was against regulations to flick your cigarette butts on the ground, right? There's no yep. littering, right? Well, people would intentionally flick their cigarette butts on the ground just so we actually just had so something to pick, pick up. Yeah. Right. Like, like we would do it to ourselves. Like, oh, I'm just gonna throw it on the ground. I know I'm gonna have to do a fucking police call later anyway. Here anyway. Might as well give myself something to fucking do. <laughs> it's fucking right? madness, bro. Yeah. Exactly. I remember, those, I remember those moments. So complete yep. madness, right? So I was going crazy out of boredom. I had no fucking mission anymore. They were giving us stupid ass tasks. Seventy percent of my company just that I was deployed with just fucking left in either ETS or PTS, which or PCS, which means they either left the military completely or they switched to another base, right? And so, like, I'm over here bored, have no fucking risk awareness, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll start selling drugs while I'm in the military. Why not? I'll do it on base, off base, whatever fuck, you know, in a uniform. Like, <laughs> I gave zero fuck. fuck. And, yeah, and, like, and I never fucked with anything like coke or heroin or nothing. It was mainly just weed and pills, but still. Yeah. So, yeah, whenever I was rocking my Kooji shit and my fucking Pele Pele and stuff like that, yeah, motherfucker, a cop could have fucking pulled uh, suspicious look, activity looking just by looking at me and fucking been like, yo, what's up? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, oh, long story there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it took me a while to like turn that off because like I I had the mentality I'm like what the worst somebody could do is kill me and they're gonna have a hard time trying so fuck them yeah like that was my mentality like anytime somebody says I'm like what are you gonna do fuck kill me go ahead yeah you know what I'm saying now like, y'all probably asking you fucked up y'all probably asking yourselves like where is this going well it was funny because I was sitting up just before we just before we uh came on I was yeah. just telling um sharing with. With Harkos about, I was watching um, um, Indiepreneur um, with mm -hmm. uh, Circa. Shout out to Circa. And um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of information off of Indiepreneur, man, because they yeah. got like a podcast where it's not just Circa; it's the other people that are in there. I, yeah, can't I forgot the name. other They're gentleman's name. Bunch I of white boys, Rob but, or something. But like, I think it's Rob is one yeah, of them. But they they know a lot of stuff, man. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've I've listened to a lot of stuff from them. But yeah, you you saying you you briefly you were briefly telling me like sometimes mm -hmm. for those of y'all listening, like KP, me and him will say hey what's up or whatever, and then like he'll like start talking. One of us will start talking about something. We'll have to cut the other one off. Be like no, no let's just save it, right? But yeah. so uh, so yeah, you were telling me you were watching this this video or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what he was speaking of, and it's just funny you brought up about. Going mm. be about how you had to, you know, start doing a little bit of slanging on the side and while you were in the military. <laughs> but, um, is he was talking about how, how he getting into the dope game helped him in the music business. And then I start thinking about myself and things I went through in Detroit seeing the dope game and how it affected my family. But at the same time, watching the operation of it. And it made me realize, like, as he was speaking about it, I was like, as Circle, as Circle was speaking about it on, um, this, uh, on his latest episode, 
one of their latest episodes. Um, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, that makes a ton of sense. Because and, and but he, from but many he different said perspectives. yeah from many different perspectives but the one thing that that caught me was <laughs> he said that artists are more concerned about the intangibles which which are the which is the um, LLC the uh, from the the registrations for the you know copyright and. Uh, PRO mechanics, BMI, like yeah, that, yeah, that's he said. We're we're concerned about that, and we're not concerned about the product, which is like when you get you a bag, you get you a bag of chronic. Mm. You know, you gonna go look for the people who smoke chronic, right? Yeah. And and he's saying that the artists are not doing enough of that. Now, when I heard him say that, and. Being that I've been in, being that we both have been in this business, we've been doing music for pretty much our whole lives, right? And now One we've been getting, before. we've been getting pretty much heavily into the business and having our podcast together. Um, I felt like he was a little, I, I, I felt like, no, I, I disagree. And here's why I disagree with. I think it's the other way around. But before that, y'all, I just want to say we are powered by Riverside. Powered by Riverside FM. All right. Just want to let y'all know that, of course. But (laughs) what I felt. You cracked me up when you just randomly did that shit. Hey, you know, just got to let them know. Shout out because we are using such a great quality. Since we are using such a quality uh, piece of software here. I like the quality on it. Love it. Yeah, I like the quality on it. Yeah, got to. So, but but when I when I heard that, I said, no, I thought it was, I feel like it's the other way around. And I've always, it's, and to me, even being with bands and stuff, and Circa's been, and Circa has been in bands too, so yeah, I'm quite sure band. he's heard that. But when he said that, I was like, are you sure, Cirque? Because it's so, it's so the other way around, because I've heard, I mean, because I've dealt with, with artists, with musicians who are just like, they just want to get the music out there. It was all about the music. It's about the music. A lot of them don't care about the image. A lot of them don't care about social media. A lot of them don't care about copyrights and registration. We, as the music marketers and the ones who are on this side of the business, who are trying to, who are working with independent artists, are more concerned about you guys getting your intellectual property together than you are. All right, y'all, let me take a quick break right here to tell you about something that's completely fucking ridiculous, okay? It's called HorribleDesigns.com. And I personally know the owner, and he's just as ridiculous as this whole fucking company is, okay? If you or someone you know loves stickers and mugs and shirts with crazy outlandish sayings on them that just are designed to catch people's attention out in public and get them to laugh and point and ask you, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt or where'd you get that sticker when they see it on your car and stuff like that y'all gotta go check out horribledesigns.com at horribledesigns.com they have all kinds of ridiculous sayings on stickers and coffee mugs t-shirts vinyl stickers magnets and even mouse pads okay and i'm telling you if you guys have not checked out horribledesigns.com you gotta go check it out because some things are straight up 
great like the American muscle mouse pad it's got some awesome pictures of great muscle cars if you're into cars or you know somebody who's into muscle cars and they need some great mouse pad to have while they're on the computer working but then they also have dumbass fucking t-shirts that say things like are you staring at my ass with a picture of a donkey on it or stickers that say are you staring at my beaver with a picture of a beaver on it stuff like that man completely ridiculous shirts and stickers coffee mugs everything like that anything that you can ever think about having just to get people's attention make a statement out in public and just completely be ridiculous and to do it with some horrible designs at the exact same time and like i said i know the owner so he hooked us up with a great deal where you can save right now by using the link below in the description whenever you go there and shop you will not only support music making sense podcast but you also get a great deal on any and everything that you decide to purchase every time that you use that link right there in the description below so make sure you go check that out right now horribledesigns.com use the link below in order to get good savings go check it out buy some ridiculous shit for yourself or someone you know all right now let's get back to the show so i don't know what what do you think about that hark because i've I've seen i've seen both of it see like it's rare to find somebody who cares about both things but it's easy to find point. somebody who yeah. doesn't care about one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like you, I've seen people who just put out music and don't even really know what BMI is, right? Or ASCAP mm-hmm. or nothing like that. Like, they don't, they, don't, they don't rock with none of that. But then I've seen people who are so focused on all of the technicals and got to get my paperwork right, man, that they don't push their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think I've talked about it on here before, but I know an artist who he he's more like me and him have talked about a lot of different things with marketing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, he's been in the music game longer than I have. Right. So so that kind of hits my uh, my my demon that we were talking about a few a few episodes back where I got that. um. Mm-hmm. imposter syndrome type of shit right but but anyway so he likes to focus a lot like he's good at his craft i'm not gonna say he's not right right but he likes to focus a lot on getting all the paperwork right and then he went on this trip because he was listening to some people on on YouTube and I told him to turn that shit off because it was distracting him because Mm. he was listening to some people that were saying that like, um, you got to have the, you got to have certain equipment because that equipment will encode metadata into the sound waves. And then that metadata will help you in the algorithms on Spotify and shit. And then like, that that's what you record on you got to record on high quality equipment in order to get the metadata right because it's low quality stuff won't imprint the metadata and then and then the the person who makes the beat they got to do that as well too and then they got to use specific sounds and stuff like that and everything like that and i'm like yo you're getting way lost in the fucking sauce that's not necessary i'm like trademark Mm. your fucking name fucking put your BMI and ass cap up and then right. fucking make sure you get solid beats from people that aren't just like jacking shit and you know you don't have any copyright infringement off of it and stuff and then just push the fuck out of your shit you know what I'm saying have a good right. marketing structure where you got video elements and you you don't 
you don't just have one piece of promotional content that you're sitting there just pushing out every couple of days and dagging people and putting in groups and all kinds of shit like that. Like be diverse with all your fucking media content that you're putting out there to promote yourself stuff like that he's like oh well you know when we got to get the gotta get the yeah. paperwork right and stuff like that i'm like all right whatever dude you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. like like you know what i'm saying like i said his craft is on point like this dude is no joke on the mic right right and speaking of fashion he's a fashion fucking nut as well too mm -hmm. right 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 but and he knows more about the the history of hip-hop than i could think of he's like the smithsonian of that motherfucking shit right okay but when it comes to like the business side, sometimes he gets hung up on the technical shit and doesn't focus on the practical shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because like I said, like he listens to these people who are like industry people or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they got all this certain level of credibility that they've established however they've established it. And they're sitting there telling their audience and he's listening to it, you know, all that shit I just said. And so he's like, oh, I got to make sure I do that. And it's like, is he around my age? No, he's my age. But so I'm okay. just like, yeah, he's like That's a year or two older than me. Yeah, he's like a year or two older than me. But no, it's not, it's not that. It's just what he's hearing. So like some of these motherfuckers out here are saying this shit that's hella distracting to people. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I agree. And, and and so like like I said, I've met like I know this motherfucker. I've done projects with him, right? Mm -hmm. But so like but I've seen people that I don't even know who I've never met, you know what I'm saying, who focus on all that shit as well too. The they're hyper technical about all the paperwork shit. But then when it comes down to putting out their music, they get like, you know, a, a still image. Uh they're doing just like a, a just like that that's their video is a still image video right they're just using right. a, a graphic a graphic video or or they'll call it a visualizer if they add a little effect to it or whatever right mm -hmm. they don't actually take the time to put out any kind of creative visual attractive content for their music right and he's done a few but it's mainly been me helping him but either way like <laughs> No, like before he met me, he he had an, another videographer and stuff like that. But like, but like over the last few years, it's mainly been me helping him with that stuff, right? Work. But like, he, you know, many many artists like that I see, man, they'll just be sitting there, like they get a graphic for their song, and then they sit there and just push that, push that, push that, push that, instead mm -hmm. of coming up with something diverse every fucking time, right? Like you gotta right. get something people knew all the time, and, and so. Like you said, yeah, I've seen people on the opposite side who when you when you search try to search them up on Spotify or YouTube or fucking even Google or whatever, when you try to search them up and look for them, you can't mm -hmm. find them because they right. have no paperwork taken care of. You know yeah, what I'm saying? They don't take care they, of the metadata. No, no. Their fucking their rap name is, you know, little little Mo or whatever, right? Like the most common fucking name mm -hmm. in the world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they'll have yeah. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, just because your aunt called you that when you were three, like, you got to make sure that that's not already taken. That's not already dominated by somebody else. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. And, and, uh, uh, you know, like whenever I ran the check on my name, Harcos, I found out that not only is it like some kind of, it has like some meaning over like the Philippines. It's like a like a good good like a good good bringing of like like a good good vibes type of thing. But then like also like Star Wars had a fucking bounty hunter named Harkos or whatever. But which oh. is weird as fuck. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like it was like in one of like the animated series or whatever. But um but yeah, but like so whenever you go and look up your stuff, you you go look up some of these artists, right? Their music's dope. They're putting out content all the time. They're even putting out video content, but you can't fucking find them anywhere. And and not only are they operating on a topic page, but their topic page has other people of the same name dropping their music on there. You know what I'm saying? The same thing right. with their Spotify as well, too. You know what I'm saying? You go to their Spotify, and they got multiple other people in there as well, too, because they didn't have their shit trademarked and, and stuff like that. You know, they didn't come up with something unique. They didn't do any of the business stuff, you know? And then, yeah, like you said, sometimes you run into those people who are like, yo, this track was doing good, and somebody came and fucking stole it from me and said it was theirs because they were able to copyright it, but I made it first. And then so they have, like hardly any legal basis to to get off of that with right you know and and it goes back to the old trope you know that a lot of people hold about the music industry as a whole is that the mainstream poaches on the indies to find Mm -hmm. the new sound the new style and stuff like that and then they rip it off they corporatize it and slap it up on one of their fucking poster boys or poster girls or whatever the fuck they're running nowadays And, and then you know, then they push it out or whatever, and then that indie artist who came up with it, who was the hyper creative, just gets left in the dust. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, so yeah, you got to have that that happy medium. You know, I don't I don't think that you have to go and overdo it on the paperwork, but it's always good to overdo it on the marketing, in my opinion. Okay, all right, I can. You know, yep, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, like. There's just some bare minimum shit you need to do to, to for the paperwork. You don't have to go above and beyond. You know, you register with BMI or ASCAP. You trademark yeah. your name. Trademark, like, you actually f- have, like, an LLC for your, comp- your media company or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, try to, try to shop with people who make 100% original beats. You know what I'm saying? And either lease or buy the exclusive off of that shit. That's going to be or the best thing for you. Yeah, or create your own, right? Yeah, I know some artists that do that as well too. And then you got you got to watch samples, you got to watch clearing on sounds and loops and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like when it comes to like like an actual like band or something like that, like yeah, man, trademark your fucking name, you know, uh, and and then like you know get your LLC and then create your music and then put it yeah. out there. The most like like the the legal portion the business portion yes that's important but the most important part is <clears throat> getting your reach up and gaining your fans that's the most important that's part that's the most important part because you could have everything 100,000% on board every every i dotted every t crossed on your paperwork and if you only got 3 people listening to your fucking music what's it worth you know what I'm saying? If if you only put out, you know, a couple tracks a fucking year, what's it worth? You're only putting out one or two videos a year. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. You're not producing that product. You know what I'm saying? You're not putting that product out, then what? You know, then it, I feel like I feel like that's hustling backwards just the same way as the opposite. You know? Yeah. And and that like you know, I see people talk about that all the time like like with the paperwork and everything. And there's a lot of artists out there that, that don't like any of the business stuff. They just want to be the creative. And like you've said many times before yourself, KP, like, yeah, we understand that, but you got to know at least 
a decent amount about the business so you know you're not getting fucked over and so bare minimum you can do it yourself if you have no monetary budget to have somebody else do it you know stuff like that you know it you you don't have to be a fucking genius you know like me because nobody else can really do that you know because i was born this way it's genetics i can't help it but like you still gotta make sure that (laughs) kp loves when i say that shit but you you know you still gotta fucking put that shit out there you know and uh, absolutely yeah and, and it's just but but at the same time you gotta watch out for people they're trying to rip you off. And I think that's what turns a lot of artists off to the business aspect, you know, cause me and you are marketers, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're artists as well too, but we like to help artists with their marketing. And that has a bad name, not only yeah. from these international spammers with crazy accounts and stuff like that, that will hit you up and say, oh, I'm a marketing expert, you know, blah, 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 stuff like that. But you also have all the people who will just scam people out of their money. You know what I'm saying? Like I made a post <clears throat> on my Facebook the other day and uh, me and KP were actually talking about this on a, on an episode that we had yet another technical issue on uh, for those of y'all listening. The last episode that we put out, we had a technical issue with my vocals um, and I went ahead and put it out because it was like, like two days before we first put it out by the time I recognized it. So we just went and put right. it out. And then we had... Um, another episode that we tried to record twice and both of those times the first time we had an issue where the shit the, like the the files got deleted on on accident or something glitched out whatever happened and then so we went and re- re-recorded yeah, did, it yeah 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 well we went we went and re-recorded it and we actually went better and harder and it was a dope fucking episode however for some reason it only recorded four seconds worth of kp's audio and video so it was just me for two hours talking that's the only recording that we had and so obviously obviously that was fucking shit show so we're like okay okay and then uh you know we went ahead and just like took an extra week off had some stuff pop up and everything like that you know and then so then two days ago we went and sat down and shot an episode well, then my dumbass forgot to fucking do a sound check on my shit to make sure my mic was right so it didn't sound like it did on the last episode released. And so then whenever <laughs> I heard it, I was screaming out loud at myself and fucking getting pissed off and everything. And so then mm. now we're back here again. But anyway, I was talking about this. So I made a post. It said, you know, so for those of y'all who don't know, like I I make websites. I do a lot of, we, you know, me and KP do a lot of services and helping artists, right? Not just consulting right. and, and marketing and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. offer a lot of services. And one of the services I like to offer is website building. And uh, I feel like I give a pretty good fucking rate, especially for what I do. And it's good for a lot of artists that are trying to trying to get up, uh, you know, trying to just get their shit established, right? You know, I don't I don't think it's right to overcharge people who are trying to get started because then that that creates a lot of barriers in their path to their success. And I'd much rather yep. help them out at a fair rate, you know, monetary rate and help them see more success than just worry about my bank account. Right. Right. Which I do worry about my bank account, but we're not going to talk about that. That's my personal fucking craziness. But anyway, so, so I decided I'm like, okay, how can I say, yo, what's up? I'm offering Fuck, I'm building websites for 150 bucks. Hit me up. How can I say right. that without sounding like a sales guy? So I'm like, okay, let me try this. Just got told I'm fucking crazy for building websites for $150 with $0 monthly cost, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
that's half true, half a lie, right? So I didn't just get told I was fucking crazy for doing it. I've been told in the past, but I didn't just get told, right? So that's the only part that's a lie is I just got told, right? But I do build websites for $150 and I have it, I can set it up to where it's like a $0 monthly cost for people. They wouldn't have to pay the 30 to $50 a month for website hosting and all that crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm, and, right. and, uh, I, you know, I had people in here, um, you know, a couple people interested, some people not, but this one guy said that, you know, I was ripping myself off by over $500 by, by selling it that low. Well, mm-hmm. come to find out through, through a thread overall, he was pretty pissed off. Right. Because he said, yeah, I'll just go, I'll just say a couple of things. Right. So he said, you're ripping yourself off over $500, depending on your custom functions. And then, of course, he dropped his website on there, which is mixtapehustler.com. So, I don't know. It, it looks like a fucking junky-ass little website, too, which is really crazy, considering the rest of the conversation. But he uh, – <laughs> go check out the website if y'all want to. I just said the name of it. I didn't say it in the, in the last recording we did, but whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> he uh, – he uh, so then I responded. I said, I'm not ripping off artists, and that's what matters most to me. And he said, I charge $1,000 for custom builds. Like I said, you're ripping yourself off. And I said, I'm helping artists. It's not that difficult to build a fully functioning site. 1K is excessive. And he said, nah, it's not when you spend two weeks on a site, how long it take you to build, question mark. You building from scratch or using a website builder. 1K is not even a week's worth of pay and $150 only covering a phone bill. You aren't ripping off the artists. You are, you are, but you are ripping off yourself and other developers with subpar pricing. Now that right there, for those of y'all listening, boys and girls and they and thems, that right there is the meat and potatoes of why he messaged me. On the, or he put mm. a comment down here is because yeah. you're, he said you're ripping off yourself and other developers with subpar pricing. So I'm undercutting the fuck out of him and he doesn't like it because now it exposes him as overcharging for a fucking product, right? So then he keeps on saying, I just like to get properly compensated for my time. Well, obviously everyone does, right? And yes, building a complex website is difficult and takes time up to 30 days but when you already built a template from a website builder and charge 150 how is that not ripping off the artist and i said i'm delivering a service to artists at what i see is a fair price if they spend 150 dollars on a site with me they have 850 dollars left for real marketing as opposed to spending a thousand with you right and then um you know that that set him off and he went off some more and i just stopped listening to him Right, because I'm <laughs> no need to, right? I made my yeah. point. I'm offering stuff for a good rate. He's pissed because he's actually been getting people dumb enough to pay in 2024, right? When there are sites like Wix and and Squarespace and even GoDaddy has their own website builder. MailChimp has their own website builder. Yeah. All these other website builders have it where it's drag and drop, build it yourself, and you can do it watching the tutorial on YouTube or even the tutorials they have on site. They'll walk you through how to do it. You can use you can use templates, yeah, like he was trying to demonize, but you can use templates. You're like, oh, I like the layout of that. Let me switch the colors. Let me put my own branding up there. 
put my right. own stuff in there, boom, I'm up and running. And it's a site. I like the way that looks. I didn't have to do a lot of crazy stuff. But he's over here being like, yo, I charge $1,000 because I'm building it custom from the ground up. And it's like, no, what you're doing is you spent however many years learning coding and C++ and C Sharp and all that bullshit coding language that's pretty much irrelevant now. Sorry about your luck, buddy. You picked the wrong fucking thing. Well, not that you didn't pick the wrong thing. It's that you didn't change with the times and upgrade your knowledge. So you're right. still sitting over here being like, yo, pay me $1,000. I'll build you the site the right way, not using any templates. That's cheating. That's that's low-quality, subpar stuff. And it's like, yo, are you fucking kidding me? Because, like, you know, <laughs> Wix and Squarespace are, like, the number one and two, like fucking website building companies on the planet, right? Like mm. WordPress has fallen. It used to be the top one, but it's so, it's so um, complex and so coding heavy that you actually have to know how to use code, like computer programming code, in order to operate a website on a on a on a medium level at least on WordPress. And I've tried to build websites on WordPress, right? The, t the the drag and drop technology they have is dog shit, and you have to you have to basically be a coder to have you know how to do it right. You got to be a computer programmer, and so that's probably what he's using. Props out to him or whatever for fucking learning how to fucking use WordPress. But I don't use WordPress. I figured out a fucking better way to do it easier, better, faster, and cheaper. Right, and so that's called capitalism, motherfucker. And like I said in the last episode, that KP loved, I was like, "Look, Mister 1996, it's 2024 now. You can't be fucking rocking that kind of shit no more." Right? You know what I'm saying? You don't need to code shit manually anymore. Right? You know what I'm saying? We got large language models and shit like that that'll write it, <laughs> that'll write an essay for you. You know what I'm saying? But uh. <laughs> But no, like, like shit like that drives me up a wall, right? You know, like whenever I see artists, um, you know, I was talking to an artist the other day about marketing and they're like, like, you know, they're like, oh, I got a project I'm about ready to drop. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like how big is the project? He said eight tracks. I'm like, all right, how many videos? I was like, how many videos you guys? Like, I got one. I'm like, do you plan on having more for your project? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, man, but I wanted to be industry quality. So I got to save up the money for it. And I was like, so I immediately thought, okay, here's another one of these artists who's falling for this shit about they gotta have they gotta have the industry quality image to get noticed, right? And so they gotta spend seven hundred or thousand dollars on one music video to get made, right? Because somebody's using a Rebel RX five fucking camera or whatever the fuck, right? And and then they're using like you know some five thousand dollar fucking computer to fucking edit it and everything like that right because people think <laughs> yeah. just because you spend a lot on something that means it's fucking high value which it doesn't yeah. because i mean hip-hop was made by homeless people using fucking old record players and stitching them together using wiring in order to make turntables so don't fucking mm. tell me that you gotta have the high value shit because hip-hop blew the fuck out of disco and disco was the one that had all the money all right all right all right y'all I just want to take a quick break right here to tell you about something hot and spicy. And no, I'm not talking about that Latina thing that you saw on Tinder the other day. I'm talking about hot sauce. And not just any hot sauce, but Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. Alright? I personally know the owner of Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, and I've seen him grow this company from just something that he would sell a few bottles at the local farmer's market to something that can ship all across the United States now, alright? And 
you guys have a unique opportunity right now to save 20% by using the code MMCPOD when you check out on any order over at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company's website. All right, that's TNHotSauceCo.com. Make sure you all go check them out and use the code MMCPOD over at checkout and save 20%. You guys got to check this out, all right? They have all kinds of great great flavors my personal favorite is poblano jalapeno it has a mild kick to it because i'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to spices but it has great great flavor i put on all kinds of stuff i put it on steaks i put it on burgers when i'm cooking them i put it on tacos and enchiladas stuff like that as well too but i've tried many of these other flavors like the garlic habanero and the honey habanero the blood orange ghost and the pineapple habanero now the pineapple habanero was one that really really snuck up on me because it had a great sweet flavor of the pineapple and it wasn't nothing overbearing but it had a very very good flavor to it and then all of a sudden boom i got hit in the ass with a habanero and i had to go grab some milk all right but these are some great flavors, and they have all kinds of different options. They have the collection, which has the full lineup of all six of their most popular sauces. They also have different subscription boxes. You have a three-sauce option, a four-sauce option, yearly and bi-yearly options available as well, too, for the boxes. Then you also have all kinds of other new flavors that they have that I've never tried yet. I actually got to get that shipment in here soon of the barrel-aged whiskey and the mustard dill scorpion those are two that look very very interesting and i want to try them out one thing i did try is one of their new options that they have here which is the poblano jalapeno beef jerky but like i said i love the poblano jalapeno sauce and whenever i tried this jerky no bullshit i ate the whole bag before i can even sit down and shoot this promo right here all right and so luckily i know the owner like i said so i got another bag on the way but y'all gotta go check it out and he also told me they got some more flavors coming out of the jerky as soon as they get operations up and running on that brand new venture right there all right so again make sure you all go over tnhotsauceco.com use promo code mmcpod at checkout and save 20% on your order and on top of that orders $50 and over are free shipping in the United States so again make sure you go check this out small batch small brand but powerful flavors tennessee hot sauce company now let's get back to the show right and uh yeah so so yeah so to see people in hip-hop that have no relevance well, rock and roll had that. the money actually if you think about it when that well, white yeah, watch true. rock and roll had the money more true than anything. yeah yeah rock and roll had a lot of money but like yeah because like the, the disco was more because when you think about disco disco was more built from the queer was built from the more black queer community like so that so yeah it was just it was just when they started it was more like when kiss and like when kiss started but when kiss made that disco album that's when it was like oh disco disco sucks and this shit and other that's really when that's when all the because all the it was like a bunch of rockers and metalheads that was like punks that started mm -hmm. going up against against disco mm. which well, is yeah, so I, yeah I didn't think I didn't think about it like yeah. that but yeah, I mean the reason I was saying that is because like the disco halls, like 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 hip hop took over for disco in the in the realm of like, you know, um um a music from the people from the a music that was like from from marginalized people, I would definitely say. 
Well, there's that, but I'm talking about what's the name of the first the first group? Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar, Sugar Hill, Hill Gang. Okay. They were like the first one to pop up on the main stage and really compete with disco and kind of kick disco out. That's kind of what I was going off of that. But yeah, rock rock and roll did do a lot of damage to it as well too. But yeah, I think it did the most damage. Quite possibly, yeah. Truthfully, rock, because especially rock had like well, a twenty year reign after that. Yeah, and be, and also because of the fact when they went when they when all the rock when those rock bands got together that that movement and mm-hmm. they burnt they they ended up paying like the. They went to, I forgot what stadium it was, but they ended up burning rock. They ended up burning disco records in the, in that baseball. So I forgot which stadium it was, but they ended up burning all those records. That's when I saw, I was like, oh, because I, I was I was watching it yesterday. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's, and when I thought about it, I was like, that is what happened. And yeah. that is when you saw the, you right. That's when you saw the 20 year reign. Yeah, because rock. rock like, uh, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, at the end of the yeah, at the end of the disco reign, they had like a twenty year reign. Rock did, and then like in the nineties is when hip hop really started making some noise, and yeah. really like started overtaking. And over the next twenty years mm-hmm. after that, hip hop has now well forty years technically since then since the nineties thirty years, but they've actually taken over rock like a motherfucker yeah. for the most part, especially on like yeah. commercializations portion you know and uh, tried to pull it together so fast when hip-hop came out mm -hmm. yeah there's that too there's a lot of things with that but you know like i just i don't know like it it really bothers me whenever i see people getting ripped off and in in all kinds of different elements and so yeah so yeah like i'm even undercutting myself a little bit making these websites for 150 and shit like that but the way I see it is I'm helping people out and I'm not ripping them off. Well, now I just earn their trust. So now any other thing that I want to help them out with, anything that they need help with, they come to me. Right. And like I said to that guy too, they now have more in their budget than what they would have if they went with fucking Joe Schmo over here and paid a thousand dollars just for a website or 700 or a thousand dollars just for a fucking music video. And, you know, like I tell artists, I'm like, look, like, use what you have to what you have pays for what you want. I I heard that off of Adam Adam, Ivy years ago. And so I fucking I give him credit every time I say it. But like, I love using that. That's a great mantra because like everybody has a motherfucking cell phone. And if you got a cell phone that's at least three to five years old or younger, then you can shoot in 4K. And 1080p at at minimum. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can take that. Me and KP actually on the deleted episode that we had to do, we went and I had him look up the numbers on this, but but there is almost 5 billion people that have either an Android or an iPhone, right? Yep. And I think it's like two to one Android versus iPhone, but yep, either 3. way. 5, it was 3.5 million for Android, 1. Mm-hmm. 1.6 or 1.3 billion for um, iPhone. Yeah, it was some right right in there. Yeah, that's that's yep. a good pothead memory, dude. Good job. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but because I couldn't remember that shit, and you're the one that smokes. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, they but so like you know with iPhone and stuff like that, you know you got Macs or the the iPhone that have iMovie on it. Um, you got Android. I mean, you can even get CapCut, which is a free free app that you can download. I'm gonna start. Get, I'm gonna video. get that one, man. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get you, that one. I've been really looking yeah. at that. That's a good one. 
Yeah, it's not a bad one at all. You can edit your videos. You 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 shoot them with your phone. You edit them on free software. You can even you can if you want to use on a computer, you can even get DaVinci Resolve, which is almost like Premiere Pro, just a free version. They got like they got the different paid options in there as well too. But you can use a free version and edit your shit out there, no problem, right? And so you can use the phone that you're already paying for for your everyday shit. So you're not paying an extra thing for a thing. Adobe's got um been getting into the um into the content game as well. Like Mm -hmm. using the they've been getting you um advertising like using text behind your um on your pictures and stuff or when you're using mm-hmm. videos using mm-hmm. text behind it and stuff and yeah they yeah. be getting into the game too so yeah i've been starting to mess around with learning a little bit of that before we implement that because i use adobe suite i like the, everything mm-hmm. in adobe and when i'm editing the music podcast and stuff like that and so yeah i've been looking at doing some of that with putting words on the screen and everything like that but mm-hmm. but yeah you can you can do all that yourself and it's not that difficult to learn how to do um and there's tutorials on YouTube that you can do for free. So like all this shit you can do for free. And, you know, all you got to do is get one person to hold the camera for you and go over different angles with them. Yeah. Or get you, you know, a fucking selfie stick or a fucking, you know, yeah. KP's got this little selfie stick thing. My bobber here, this little stand or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And this one has a remote. Yeah. And it's got a remote remote where I can turn the, so if I put the camera on, Mm-hmm. Put the camera on this baby. Yeah, this. Boop. Get my pretty little hand mug in there. Second. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, that's right. You say you're the smartest, so I can say I got pretty mug. We're even. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can just turn it on. And boom, it's actually recording us. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, see, so, it's, it's that simple. Like, like there's all different kinds of things out there. Fuck, like, one thing that I've even been thinking about getting is you can go buy, like, a $100 or $200 drone off of Amazon that has a follow mm-hmm. me feature on it, and you set that, and it'll follow you around as you move. So you can record yourself and move around. You don't have to just be, like, you know, standing in one spot because your camera's sitting on a ledge or on, on a tripod or something like that, you know? You can move yeah. around. So, So you can make something from nothing. Whether you're mm-hmm. in the hip hop game or not, like that's how hip hop was started. But whatever you're doing, you can get it going. You can make something from nothing, and you can get your marketing up. You don't have to spend seven hundred or a thousand dollars on a music video. You can shoot and record and edit you yourself by just spending yourself. some time, right? Yeah. Or if you don't want to spend the time editing it, you know what I'm saying? Send it to somebody like me who only charges like three hundred bucks to edit it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You shoot it, I edit it, boom, done deal. Knock it out, get it taken care of go. for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even like, though, I mean, yeah, sitting here now. Yeah, even me just sitting here right now, I'm just gonna just record this clip and I could just put it on on Instagram yep. or anything like this. And and what's cool about it is that the fact that I'm showcasing us recording our podcast and how we do and how mm-hmm. we actually do the work. So mm-hmm. if you're into that type of stuff, so like, you know, if you got a podcast or whatever and people want to see you. You know, people do like to see that type of stuff where mm-hmm. you're working behind the scenes and things. They love that stuff. So, yep. guys, hey, showcase that work. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because your fans yeah. really do like that stuff, man. People yeah. really do. You think people are like, well, nobody cares. Stop listening to people who speak in absolutes when it comes to you doing this type of work, guys. Exactly. Because people who speak in absolutes are absolute liars. And I'm gonna tell you something though. I fib like a motherfucker in my life, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't speak in absolutes. Hmm. Because at least I got the balls to tell you that I'm fibbing to your ass, right? right. When I know I am. But my exactly. point is this, right? Is that straight up, guys, people really do like that stuff. Mm-hmm. They like the behind the scenes stuff because it's authentic. It's them seeing you in action. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Like, even for me, like today was crazy, Harkos, is that I was sitting up here as we before we got on um before we got on air. And I started thinking about, and shout out to Natasha. Um Natasha Brito, I got a, there's a um, young lady who, um, she has this austere, um, she works with all, austere car companies called austere. And she's, uh, she does a, she, she does, she does branding and marketing for artists. She's a musician herself. And she brought up this really cool point about when it comes to figuring out your brand. And I think a lot of times we as artists don't do this enough, but when she said it, it made perfect sense. And she said this, and artists, I really want, and and I think we really need to practice this. She said, turn on your music, your music. Sit down, close your eyes and listen to it. And she said, meditate. And as you meditate, everything that comes in your mind, write it down. You're going to open your eyes because it's going to pop into your head. Write it down. Then go right back into meditation mode. Because you're going to, if you got like, like for myself, I got an entire album, right? Or EP or an EP. I'm going to have to sit there. I'm going to actually sit there and listen to it and really think about the things that come through my head when it comes to my brand. All right. I haven't thought about that as we're doing podcasting, mm-hmm. right? When you came up with the Dapper Dan Mohawk, man, when you came up with that kick, with that kick for me, it was like, okay, that is, that's a brand. Right. Right. Because it is, because it's like, the way you say it, the way it flows, that whole thing, that's a brand. Right. And easy. So it's like, well, if I'm going to do that, then I need to uphold the brand of being dapper. So, well, and that what, is you, man. Like, right. Almost it's, every time is. we're on the podcast, you're wearing something nice or nice ish. Like, you've yeah. only ever wore like a hoodie a couple of times. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you had a mohawk and you're a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. boom, it just like, yeah, it just like rolled off my tongue. And then, dude, whenever you texted me and you're like, yeah, I'm going to start doing that dapper damn mohawk man thing. I'm like, okay. And then the next video I see is you in that that white, whatever the fuck jacket it is called now. You mm-hmm. on the fucking drum set with your mohawk, extra spiky. And you're over there fucking doing your thing. I'm like, holy shit, man. There you go. You know, because mm-hmm. that and- is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Brand. And the crazy part was that, you know, who ended up sharing that or ended up putting that into the story, into their story yeah, was you said Paisley that. and Gray. 
Yeah, Paisley and Gray. Yeah, we talked about that a few mm-hmm. episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because you tagged Paisley and Gray because that's what you were wearing. Yeah. yeah. And then they put it into their story. And it's like, why? Because brand recognized brand. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not only did you give them a shout out on their clothes, but you were repping their brand and their clothes in a unique mm-hmm. way. You yep. know? And so, just like you said, you know, like that lady said, meditate on your shit. Think about what you're about, what comes to your mm-hmm. mind whenever you're thinking about your music. And then you put that out as your brand. That's 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 amazing right there. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like whenever I'm writing music, I'm like seeing a video while I do it. Like just yeah. automatically in my head every time, right? Like I'm it's like mm-hmm. I'm creating a mini movie in my head whenever I'm writing. Not And that's where the whole that, yeah, but that's where also the con. That's where the another that I forgot the young lady that was on. Um, there was that brand that uh Sean show Sean and that Sean showed on no labels. Mm-hmm. That's on the Instagram page. No label, no labels necessary. Instagram page. Mm-hmm. He showed this young lady speaking about doing creating your content first, then creating the song. See, already yeah. you're in the mindset of creating. When you see, like you just said, you when you hear your music, you're already you're thinking of the video. See, that's that's what you do. And when you think about it, if you look at it from an artist's perspective, guys, even before we had the internet, okay, think about this. I used when I was young, and that's why headphones are so comfortable for me to wear during a podcast. Like sometimes I feel like I feel naked without them. In the podcast. Right. Here's why. Because growing up, I would sit and listen to music with my headphones on. And I would sit crisscross applesauce and I'd rock back and forth as I'm just rocking to the music. And I would just close my eyes and I would listen to it. Right? That's where my ability to learn how to write lyrics came from. Because mm-hmm. I was listening to the music and I would do it for hours. And it was to a point where my family was concerned about me doing that. They thought right. it was they straight up, dude. It became a thing. And it was the thing that I did when it came down to me writing. That's how I ended up writing lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then I got in, and then as you know, I, I it caught it did it did help, it did affect me in a great way especially when it came to the relationship with my first daughter mm-hmm. because I was still doing it and I would shut everyone out and it's but and with my ex-wife and things too. So I started getting out of that mode when I st- when I got divorced, I I broke out of it. And even mm-hmm. during the divorce and I started getting out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing where it's like now I'm starting to see how it's affected me as a musician as well because now I, to be honest with you I haven't written as much mm-hmm. because I'm not in that mindset I've been doing yeah. a lot more working with artists and things like that but now I need to because I do want to get in the sync licensing mm-hmm. and I'm in it already I'm in it I'm in it already. I've, I've invested into it I've gone deep in I've gone deep into right. the waters with the shit right like so now yeah. it's like, and I've invested into lessons. Like I invested into the entire Masuro camp, um, Musuro camp. Shout out to them up in in um in, in um in Canada. I invested into that to get to do 
for for guitar um guitar vocals piano and 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 um drums right so it's still there right right and and so that's why like it's it's like yeah you know you you have to you guys you, you put it like this if you do want to do this craft you have to and you do have to embellish yourself into it like you really do guys because it's cuz it's a skill that you have to keep, it's it's one of those things like even with when it comes to marketing this is not a get rich quick scheme skill this is a skill that that me and that Harcos and I, we've had to watch for years. And we're talking about it within this time and within this spectrum of it existing to us. Right. But the idea of it has been out since music piss, since the creation of the music business. Mm -hmm. Right. And Barry White, rest his soul, was the one who said that. He was the one who said that we are going to have to not only become the sing the song the singers, the songwriters, but we're going to have to become the producers, the executives, the managers. He straight up said that. He said, This is our life. So if that man, if one of the greats have said it, so it is written. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you know it's what gonna, I mean? like, yeah, and if it's gonna be real, your life, dude. yeah, if it's gonna be your life, then you need to fucking treat it right. You know. Yeah. So, you know, as we always say, like if you need help with anything, let us know. You know, I mean, yeah. fuck, you already heard a couple of my lowball ass prices that I got. But, yeah. you know, we offer free consultation to help you out and stuff like that, get you a, a plan rolling and, and go from there. I mean, obviously, we drop all kinds of knowledge and shit like that here on, on the podcast every week. So mm -hmm. make sure you check out the previous episodes and stay tuned and everything like that and share it with other artists that you know. You know, that's one thing yes. I see with a lot of artists as well, too, is that they will hold information. Because they think that if mm -hmm. somebody else knows about it, then they're going to get the leg up on them. They got a poverty mindset when it comes to their their to knowledge. And that's fucked up because that's not how anybody grows. You know, no. like, yeah, you know, you don't tell everybody every move that you're getting ready to make. I get that. Right. But you can't have a poverty mindset when it comes to knowledge, you know, because like, for instance, like I saw somebody a little while back post something on social media. Oh yeah, I'm moving in big ways. I got a new plan, everything like that. I'm going to be doing it good this time. And I said, oh, well, what kind of, you know, what kind of tactics are you thinking about using? All oh, the good ones. Mm -hmm. I said, oh really? The good one. Okay. Well, <laughs> awesome. Like, and, <laughs> and then he actually, I was like, I was like, well, I hope the good ones. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm not going to give my game out here. I'm like, who said you were original with it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is, like, you know, and then it's funny you say that because, like, I've been, I just, I've been, I go and check out music marketers and out there, and I, I when I see them, I'm, like, quick to, if and especially if they say something that's, like, that's grabbing, right? Mm -hmm. 
I'm definitely giving them a shout out. Like, so the one that the Natasha, I'm going to definitely give, uh, give them look up her, look up her, um, Instagram page because that's, she does have one. And mm. so we can, so I can share it with, to you, share it with you guys because she gives very valuable information. And I think that sometimes a lot of us don't want to, we think that, oh, well, I, we we want to be the best at this or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, look, man, there's a great network of people already who are getting, who have things together and got courses selling for a cheap price. And, um, and I'm like, Hey man, and I've listened to him and I'm like, I'm definitely going to get the course myself. And she talks about artists. I, one, one of the things she talks about is, um, artist visuals, the, um, artist visual identity. And I think that's something that you guys check out that she talks about. That's what she was talking about. The meditate about meditating about, your, you know, meditating your brand, listening mm -hmm. to your music and meditating and just those things that come out that you think of naturally or wake up, write them down, go right back into it until your, until your songs are all done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then get out of there. And then, that, but like her being given that valuable information, that's something like I want to share and I want to make sure that people go to her and get more information because she's, you know what I'm saying? She's brilliant. So, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's another thing too, is that we, we got to share, we got to share the people who are out there that we are like when we give, cause I know we definitely do that. Like the ideas and things that are things that we hear, we're quick to say, hey, this is the person that came up with it. And, yeah, I don't and steal anybody else's idea good. and think it was yeah. mine. Cause, yeah, because yeah. that's this, that's that, you know, it's intellectual property, which yeah. we were talking about earlier about, you know. So, so guys, so just like, you know, the thing that we're just trying to say is like, yes, there's the conflict between artists not wanting to put out the product and then the other ones that doesn't, that, mostly they worry about the mechanics and the, the intangibles. So worry about the tangibles versus intangibles. Well, mm -hmm. I say this, you need both. Yeah. All right. You yeah, need a healthy mix of both. Yeah. Yep. And, and like I said, the technicals are not that complicating nope. and you just you get those taken care of and you're done. Yeah. And then you just focus yep. on the, the, the actual, the actual craft, the actual gaining yep. of, your fan base and trying to find mm. real fans. So just like, just like the drug dealer mentality, you know what I'm saying? You can't go to a church and try to sling your fucking drugs. Odds are you're not going to find very many people that want to bite. Right. But you know, you not go to yet. The right you gotta wait. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, go to, you go to the right places and you'll find the right people. You know what I'm saying? And so, so no, so you gotta know, like you said, like he said, you gotta know your brand. So then you yep. know who to put it in front of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, and that takes some time. But yeah, listen to us. Listen to the other music marketers and stuff like that. Um, if you have, if you want any like list of ones that we think are better than some of the others, you know, we've already said some of them here on the, on the pod, but just let us know and we'll give us, message us and we'll, we'll give you a couple and point you in the right direction to some other people to get some other ideas yeah. from. And I think, uh, we like I, said, I think we should do a top 10 favorite or top we, we 10 try. that we recommend. 
Yeah, we could try that as well, too. Yeah, um, I think we could but, do that. I think it'd be But fun. yeah, you know, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, just let us know. Shoot us a message or something like that. We'll we'll get back in touch with you. Um, MusicMakingSensePod.com for any and everything. MusicMakingSensePod. Send us a chat on there. Send an email, all that junk. Everything like that. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Make sure you tell other artists about the show. You know, tell other yes. people. Let them know. Say, hey, you're in the music. Check out these guys. They're they're artists. They talk about music marketing all the time. You know, you know, only one of them's a genius. The other one, he's really smart too, though. And you know, just <laughs> listen to them and, yeah. and 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 come up with your own ideas. You know, let me know what you think about about this podcast. You know, what do you think? Do you think they're on point? Do you think they're off point? Shit like that. All yeah. that fun stuff. So, uh, until next time, we'll see you later. You have a good one, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, your music. This is different music. This is the intro. Powered by Riverside.